You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, just a quick reminder that if you're going to be making any purchases on Amazon.com, Amazon.ca, or Zazzle.com, please go to www.9to5.cc first and click the links in the sidebar or at the bottom of the page to support the site. It makes no difference to you, but it really helps us out a lot. Enjoy the show. Thanks. Welcome everybody to the 9to5 Entertainment System. John isn't here because it's raining. What do we talk about? We talk about John fishing and boating in the darkness, and then Flash and DC shows, Joker and Harley Quinn and how they're everywhere. Comics from the past, like hip-hop something? Family Families? Tree. Family Tree. Family Tree. Yacht Rock, The Simpsons coming up on three decades soon, and Mad Max again, Keith. Mad Max is the best. Then we talk about The Winter Soldier, finally. Uh, Gem and the Holograms. God, don't make that movie. Uh, the Collection and The Collector. Uh, Keith talks about Mad Max more. Again! Uh... We talk about a little bit about Fantasia coming up. We talk about Hellraiser and then other scary movies. And a little bit about this new book called Seven Nevis by Neil Stevenson. All this and probably more in the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Beep. Boop, boop, boop. Beep. wrestling because the movie Twister was really big and his move involved kind of spinning the guy around. That's why his move was called the F5. It's the F5 finisher. Welcome to the 9 to 5 entertainment system. I'm here with Scott and Sophie because John is sad that it's raining. It is raining. It is raining. And Sophie made it. I I swear to God, I looked outside and I noticed it was raining and I almost, almost decided to text you, fuck y'all. But I went outside. Yay. But I mean, but you... But we can tell Sophie is depressed because she's wearing all dark colors. It's true. Sophie, your true colors are... I'm wearing a gray t-shirt and blue jeans. That's positively vibrant by Sophie's standards. (laughs) And then I I brought a Seafoam shirt. As a joke. (laughs) It was as a joke, but (laughs) it looks really good with my red hair, so I wear it all the time now. I've since worn it several occasions. What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? I feel that it's been a long time since this particular configuration of 90s recorded together with like. Sure, John really doesn't have a lot else to do, so he's in a lot of role playing games. John does plenty. Yeah, cool. But he also lives. He also lives just up the street from me and comes to my house a couple times a week, usually in addition to this podcast. But he's not here today because I feel like he's sad because he went fishing. So this is a John story. About <laughs> so apparently, like without without revealing any of the the, the lurid details, they they went out camping this weekend, and apparently they, it was a place where you needed to drive to like a launch, and then yeah. like launch the boat, and then go to the island where they were ultimately where ultimately I think they, I think they, they were, were in a cottage camp. or camping. Yeah, they had a cabin type yeah, thing. Exactly, but either way, uh, Redbox <laughs> forgot his lactose pills in the car, and then was like, as well, you do. Well, we'll go get them, but like in pitch blackness. And the thing about like water is that there's not like a road. You just have like a vague sense of getting into the boat and going to where you think the car is on the shoreline. And then they really didn't have a way back. Uh, people at the cabin apparently realized that they were like, wait a second, they have no way back. So sit on the dock 
flickering a flashlight to like signal them how to get there and apparently the whole trip took like way fucking longer than it should have but why in the middle of the night did he need I think he wanted to devour to eat, cheese he wanted to eat cheese it's the only thing I can fucking think of because he can't live without cheese in a all cabin man campfire ice cream cones yeah like exactly that. maybe cheeseburgers like I don't know like, are what? marshmallows made of milk no. no I don't think so it's just egg and sugar Either way, I just I just thought it was just like that was like I was like wow this is like you assemble a group of old sci-fi and they still make incredibly short-sighted decisions real quick. <laughs> I was like this seems exactly like if if you were like this story happened in two thousand and four. I like, just imagine I buy it. Nope, happened last weekend. No, I just imagine Hooper being the one, uh, not Hooper, uh, like John being like the one guy going. Really? Is this all no? Right? John, John was like, <laughs> I have voting experience. I will go with you, Redbox. Also, oh did not God. think of a return plan. <laughs> oh, and I think, and apparently, from what from what Nip was saying, was that kind of um, like John and his experience with canoe camping like lulled everybody into like a false sense of security. They were like, "Well, if John thinks it's okay, like it's probably okay." <laughs> so, like, then they were like, "Wait a second, this is not okay." They just went off a boat into the darkness with like a vague trajectory. Like in an unfamiliar lake. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was like, there'd be like, I was like, at at my cottage, I kind of, I think that maybe in the middle of black fly season, yeah. this could have ended terribly. There could have been anacondas. Could've it could have been gators, zombies, lake placid. crocodiles, yeah, aneurysms. The three things that Archer are scared of: crocodiles, alligators, aneurysms. They come without warning. That is that is true. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on, everybody? How are, how are you all doing? Uh, uh, you what know. have you been watching? You <clears> said <throat> you said Scott that you finished Flash. I've been watching a lot of TV. I, I've finished uh, the first season of Flash, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Reverse Flash, aka Professor Zoom, is an amazing bad guy. Okay, I'm not a big DC guy, <laughs> but how is an amazing bad guy named Professor Zoom? I'm like I'm Doctor Wizpow. Yeah, yeah, no, they just um, <laughs> Captain Fast Fast. They built this character. Um, is he like a, is he like a Silver Age villain, and that's why he has a dumb name? Or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's okay. So <clears> it's, it's like he's it's they didn't. He's make the that reverse character. Flash. He is Flash, but but bad. Like Bizarro Superman. Does he, go, does he, yeah. does he run backwards? No. Okay, you no. did he did he in the forties or fifties or whatever? I'm sure he must have. Yeah, exactly. I'm so Flash. much faster than you, Flash. Oh, it just runs backwards. Yeah. Um, just the character development they had where. He's this sympathetic character. He's generally pretty likable. He does some bad things, and you're just like, oh. And then at the end, he reveals his big plan, and you're like, oh, that is just... Yeah, if you were a bad person and you were in that situation, you you would do that. It makes sense. It seems... It was good. Okay. So, uh, better better than the arrow? Better than the arrow, the arrow. And the, it ties in with the Arrow, no? Like, it's in the same universe. Okay. And there's going to be a third show starting in fall, also in the same universe. So what do you call it? The, the Defenders of Tomorrow. Yeah, exactly, adventure. with the Doctor Who guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's got some cool characters in it. Captain Cold and Heatwave and the Atom and White Canary. And speaking, speaking of DC things, Scott, I meant to ask you, and I guess Sophie as well. I don't know how much of the buzz you've seen. How how do you feel so far about the the stuff you've seen out of Suicide Squad? Don't care. Don't um, care. Bald Don't Will care. Smith looks really weird. Are you taking notes, Sophie? 
Oh, I'm supposed to take notes, eh? <laughs> I was just sort of like, like, you're sitting there with the pen, like, on your lap and the thing, and I was like... I'm not going to lie, you guys, I'm really out of it. Yay! I feel like all the criticisms are really general, and I'm not going to add anything to them. I think Joker's character design is questionable. I, I think Harley Quinn not wearing Harley Quinn stuff is weird. But they kind of, like, the New 52 already sort of set that up. Yeah, but why? Hmm. Exactly. I thought but, it was questionable then, too. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel that, at least from the images that they've put out, that it looks like it's going to be crazy and over the top. Like, if they rock crazy and over the top... Apparently Affleck's supposed to have a cameo. As, as the Batman? As, as the Batman. No, he's the Batman. <laughs> as the Batman. So does when one guy incarnates the Batman, does that negate all previous guys? Adam West is the one true Batman. Exactly. Well, are you saying that like does does Suicide Squad exist in the same universe as the Superman? Nolan trilogies? I doubt it. No, I think that's. But maybe as the Zack Snyder Superman. But possibly as the Zack Snyder Superman, yes. Maybe. Yeah, because it's the same Superman. Have you seen the trailer for that? Death of Superman versus Batman. Yeah, looks like it's taking a lot from Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Which, okay. But also, I don't understand, but like... Why not just make it Dark Knight Returns? Sure. I'm really sick of the Joker and Harley Quinn. I'm, I'm very, very sick of them, and I'm sick of how so immersed into pop culture they are, regardless of whether or not you know who these characters are. You just go for the gimmick of what they are and how they look, and it bothers me a lot. I don't know why. I I honestly have no rational explanation for this. I'm just... I'm fucking sane of it. it. It's like when you hear this one song that's kind of catchy at first, and then you hear like 12 pop artists redo that song, their like own version of it, and they all fucking play in the, in the radio stations like nonstop. I'm so tired of it. That's it. That's it. That's, that's eh. what it is. I don't know. I haven't seen a whole lot of Harley Quinn stuff. Everybody dresses like Harley Quinn. Yeah, but on so. the flip side of that She's is that... She's never been in a movie... It's just, I can't spend a day without seeing Harley Quinn. But do you go on, like, a lot of cosplay forums? I don't. Weird. Exactly! <laughs> she works with Danny, oh, who yeah, dresses okay. like, like Danny Harley Danny Drubas like, does dress like Harley Quinn. Like Fridays. All the time. Friday Harley Quinn days. But you know I, why, though? It's because he really likes wearing those short skirts. Exactly. I feel that it, it's like, I kind of get where you're coming from, but I was like, it's something for girls to dress up that's not like Wonder Woman, because I'm like... Batman is probably the most frequent costume you see all the time. And Joker is Batman's bad guy. And then if you're a girl, you're like, Harley. Like, it's just kind of there. I mean, if you're not going to, if you're not going to, like. It, it's basically become Tank Girl with the character that's still in comics. Kind of. What? The new Harley Quinn. Like, if you were a cosplay person who wanted to. Maybe you were going to a convention for the first time and you wanted to pull some stuff out of your closet and sort of look like a character. Oh, yeah. You, can you just used to do that with Tank Girl. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You used to do that with Tank Girl and now you kind of do throw, that with Throw Harley. together a Harley. Yeah. But yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's like it's, they're, they're super, super iconic and it's like there are always going to be people dressing up as Batman and Joker and like Harley is – it's also easy if the what's guy the, – What's the male equivalent to that? Like, the male equivalent? I was like, like a shit. You pull stuff out of your closet and you're like, I'm Clark Kent. Yeah. Yeah. If you, you if you own a suit and a, a Superman, Superman t-shirt. t-shirt, you can be Clark Kent. Wolverine, tape a couple of butter knives to your wrists, white tank top, pair of jeans. Done. That's true, exactly. You can be like Logan. You can be Wolverine. You'd be Logan. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's what he is in the films, right? <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Fat Vereen. What? 
That was, uh, what do you call it, Walter? When Walter was at almost as, like, as chunky as he was fat brain. <laughs> just, like, just, like, the white tank top, but, like, covered in food stains and stuff, and, like, had the chops and the spiked apparel, and was like, hey! That's amazing. I have a healing factor, <laughs> so I can't have a heart attack. Earth X. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of comic books, I read Hip Hop Family Tree Volume 2, Dose. 1981 to 1983. Huh, so it was like... Basically, it's about the birth of the Beastie Boys and Run DMC. Well, I was like, that would be the hip-hop of 1981 to 1983, where hip-hop game, like, mainstream And the appeal. breakup of uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Those are, like, the three well, main Well, they're heading, they're heading into the breakup in Volume 1, right? Like Yeah, but in Volume 2, the message hits. Okay. And that's where just, like, Flash is like, I didn't do anything on this song. <laughs> Why is my name here? Yeah. Like, I did not make the music. That that all came from Sugar Hill. Yeah. I did not. I don't rap. That was all Melly Mel. Yeah. Like, just, I, this is whack. What do I do when this song happens? Do I just... Why am I wearing this leather hat kind of thing? Do I put my hands in the air? <laughs> like, he just don't care. Exactly. And I guess I'm trying to think of what else I would maybe touch on. I was like, oh, that's a lot of it. Like, LL Cool J's probably in there. Maybe? Not, the not yet. Not yet? Not yet, no. Like, Run DMC, like, the last page, uh, or the last two or three pages, is it's like that. Yeah. Dropping, so. Um, the film Rick Rubin. Rubin no, not yet. <laughs> <clears throat> it will, because they talk a lot about Hollywood productions. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, very good. A little bit more spread out than the first one because the scene is obviously getting more spread out. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just about you know like fifteen that, people. That neighborhood now. in New York. Um, they do do some cool stuff where they talk about um, young people that would go on to be super important in the rap scene. Well, like they do that a bit in the first one, where there's like where like. Uh, where Run and DMC are just like around, be like, I got raps. They're like, shut up, kid. And but this this is like not being directly involved with it. I mean, like they're super ready to do it because Russell Simmons is his older brother. Yeah. But like, uh, so he references Mr. Magic getting a new uh, DJ to to work with him. Yeah. And it's Marley Marl. Yeah. And then they cut to like just one panel of Biggie Smalls just being like Mr. Magic Marley Mall like, <laughs> as like a 15 year old and then being told to go to bed. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. Like just like there's stuff that is now happening to the scene that is going to turn other people onto the scene. Hmm. That was kind of cool. They did that a lot. No Dr. Tupac. Dre actually dressing like a doctor when he first started. Nice. <laughs> I wonder if they're going to touch on that in the NWA film that comes out. I'm gonna <laughs> gloss it over. Nope, it was all it was all Raiders hats and black T-shirts. Never when, dressed like a doctor. And then when Easy left, it was fine. We we're all we we're all friends. He never dissed me in the song and showed pictures of me in the sequin jumpsuits. Never <laughs> happened. Exactly, never happened. We were all just artists trying to make a name for ourselves. Also, you were pretty violent. <laughs> There's several violent <laughs> allegations against all of you. That movie makes me so like I want to see it. Do you know they're talking about doing a reunion show? Show like a series? No, no. like like a, a NWA concert. getting back together. Oh, like, show with okay. what lineup? Dre, though? Cube, Ren, and DJ Yellow. It's basically, everyone except Easy. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, who knows? Hologram. Hologram Easy. <laughs> <laughs> they had Hologram Tupac. Hologram Easy. That'd be if they hologrammed Easy. It'd be the weirdest fucking thing. <laughs> They're like, this ended real sad. They're like, ha ha, Easy. We brought you back as Hologram. <laughs> You're back in the group. I don't want to be. I hate you guys. <laughs> this went really bad. 
So yeah, NWA hasn't started yet in the volume two. No, because that's what eighty five. Only, only really, just Dre is like a sixteen year old starting to spin at at, at clubs out west. Hmm. Um, because I'm trying to because they were what eighty eighty five eighty six. Yeah, uh, even late eighties. Maybe a little late. Well, I know they blew up later, but I'm assuming they got together they're, earlier. They're in. They're in L.A. I mean. And are they going to have the story of Warren G. from Yacht Rock? <laughs> <laughs> there, was a, there was a web show called Yacht Rock, Sophie. Yacht Rock? Yacht Rock. But for all of you listening who have not watched Yacht go, Rock, go, I really, go really... Watch all of Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock is a smooth music. Is it a bunch of people on a boat? No, but it's often. music. It's mu- Often, yes. But it's music that you would listen to, like, on a boat. Basically, like uh, the Doobie Brothers, the, the, the soft, uh, quite like the softer Hollow Notes before they kind of became rock. Christopher Cross, Loggins and Messina, Loggins and Messina. No. Yes, thank you. Um, uh, James Ingram, Cross, Salem, James Ingram, uh, Toto, Toto. Yeah, I like, like Toto. Exactly, but like smooth music and the weird like. Super incestuous musical scene, Where they and, and or feuds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Toto and the Eagles. Toto and the Eagles. No, uh, Steely Dan. S- Steely Dan. Exactly. Eagles? I'll get you, Steely Dan. Dabu dabu babzu day. <laughs> Just highly recommend it. Yeah, it's super funny. But anyway, there's one track that is a Michael McDonald song that I know that name because I watched Forty Year Old Virgin. Yes, exactly. But anyway, where he's him and Loggins have a bet. He's like, I bet you this song. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Loggins. Kenny Loggins is a major through line story of how he started off as a smooth rocker and then became an '80s rocker with a backbeat, and then made Danger Zone. Like the 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 fall of Kenny Loggins out of smooth music is like a major plot. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. What is this called? (laughs) Yacht Yacht Rock. Rock. And this is what a movie. It's a web series. Super funny. It's from like years ago. It's <laughs> really old. It's still him and, really him and, funny. But and is it animated or what? No, no, no. It's, 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 all, it's all actors being these guys. The That's thing, amazing. the thing is, everyone who's listening should listen to this because Keith and I do talk about this as if it's part of the cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, like we kind of expect everyone to get. <laughs> these jokes. I feel like a lot of people do, but a lot of a lot of people don't. Well, Isn't obviously, this like was, super old. I think I remember seeing an episode. It was from Channel 101. Like this is probably a 8 or 9 years old. I have seen an episode yeah. of this and I think I remember thinking like, it was seriously, amazing. Seriously, guys. When him and anyone see Monkeys, Trans Am When and him and uh and Steve Perry show up all like in their jumpsuits. Steve Perry and Kenny Loggins show up in their jumpsuits that are like just jump kicking and stuff and they were like, <laughs> "Get with the times, Michael McDonald. It's called the 80s and it's going to be around forever." <laughs> Ah uh, yes, I definitely remember that. Okay, <laughs> I think you showed me that when you were working at. Kevin OS. Bacon shows up and says, yeah, exactly. "Who wants a meal tea sandwich?" And he can just point his finger and make bacon. That's because <laughs> he's Kevin Bacon. Because <sighs> then he wants to be in the film Footloose. Everybody cut. Every cut. Every anyway. Long story short, <laughs> where was I? This would be a lot funnier if you had gone. Go back when we said to go back <laughs> and watch Hot Rock. Long story short. The Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald make uh, a bet. He's like, like he listens to the song and he's like, Michael McDonald shows up with his like headphones. He's just sort of like, hey Kenny, listen to my new song. And he's like, plays two chords and Kenny Loggins is like, Ugh! and just like takes it off. And he's like, I bet you this song will get to at least number two on the Billboard charts. And he's like, usual bet, usual bet. And then it's like, flash forward to the eighties, fifteen years later, where like Warren G hits Michael McDonald with his car. And Warren D's trying to like rap all hard, 
And then Michael McDonald reveals to Warren G that he's not like the rest of NWA. He's not hard. He's smooth. So He samples this Michael McDonald song into Regulate. Yeah, into Regulate. And then Which hits number two which on hits the number two on the Billboard charts. <laughs> but it's great. You don't understand, Warren. You're not hard. You're smooth. And Regulate is kind of like... I know it's, Regulate. It's like the birth of smooth rap. It's like... Oh. It's like with, Without regulated, does, does Snoop have a career? <laughs> like, you think Snoop would have... Not a record career. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Might have still been a real big pot. Hmm. So yeah, uh, Ed Pisker, uh, Hip Hop Family Tree, still mm-hmm. fantastic. Delivering him? Yeah. Still like the big giant format and everything? Yeah, yeah I got the, the big one. They are releasing a monthly series too, starting in a month or two. Monthly comics, hip hop family tree. Are they going to like be reprints? Or are they going to be like other stuff? Or are they going to be know. like self-contained I've... stories? Or I uh, I subscribed. That's I fair. Mean, it's it's a pretty small print run, anyways. So right. you know, if I'm going to give them an extra ten, fifteen bucks to get the other version, plus the covers are so cool that yeah, like, yeah, as yeah. a display purpose, it's going to be really cool too. Yeah. So I'm I'm down. Sophie, mm. what's your favorite hip hop artist? Who? Who is your favorite hip hop artist? Um, I'm not sure who counts as hip hop. Lincoln Park. No. <laughs> Limp Bizkit. Nope. Oh, that's your favorite metal artist. Um, Kid Rock. That's hip hop. Well, he raps. So hip hop is rap. Hmm. Yeah, rap. I'll I'll accept rap. What? If an artist raps, I will accept it as hip hop. Fine, Cypress Hill. That's fair. That, that's a fully appropriate answer. That, that's not only just rap; that's also hip hop. Like Cypress Hill is pretty much straight up hip hop. Yeah, they had some pretty harsh shit back in the day. Did anyone order the Springfield Philharmonic Orchestra? Possibly while high. Cypress looking Hill. Looking at you, Cypress Hill. <laughs> I don't know, man. Did we order an orchestra? Maybe. <laughs> And Peter Frampton, and goddamn Cypress Hill stole my orchestra. <laughs> oh, fucking Simpsons. <laughs> we were talking, I forget what I was talking about that. We were just talking about, like, the fact, that, I mean, that Simpsons are what? They're coming up on 30 years, right? This is season 29, I think, yeah, starts in the What fall. are they going to do, though, next year? With Harry Shearer gone. Who? The Harry Shearer. Smithers and Burns. Burns and one of Len- <clears throat> Lenny. Lenny? I think. Uh, wow. Ned Flanders. Ned, yeah. The, the like, like tons of the supporting Did he cast. die? No. He apparently, I kind of I get this. He Is, wanted uh, certain clauses in his contract to allow him to do more work during the recording. Yeah. He was like, yeah. I either want a significant raise or more free time. Because he's like, I, when I signed up for this... He's and and like for sure, he has like a net worth of like hundreds of millions of dollars. Like all the voice actors who have been with the series the whole time are very rich. And he's like, it's not about money. He's like, I only gave them the money alternative as an alternative. He's like, what I wanted was more free time, like either an easier recording schedule, so that I can do other things. Because he's like, this has essentially eaten my career. Right. No kidding. You know. And he's like, and and like and like again, he's like, he's like, not like, complaining, he, living very took, well. Because he took a lot of flack for being like, oh, rich guy wants to get richer and doesn't like a good thing. And I was like, thirty years is a long fucking time. Where you're like. I'd like to do other stuff creatively, you know, like, could I do that? And he was like, so well, look, like pick and choose. 
Yeah, know, exactly. Maybe like, I want to do that and not anything else. Exactly, so. or something like that. I like, get it. No, no, I don't. Yeah, exactly. Like he's like, this isn't about really the money. He's like, but the money there had to be like another thing. So he's like, one or the other, and they couldn't. They weren't going to pay him like as much as main cast because. He's not main cast. Mm. And they apparently weren't willing to give him more free time. And apparently it was like, from what I heard, at least from like out of the like, uh, the Matt Groening and David Cohen. David Cohen? Is that it? Yeah. Yeah. Matt Groening and David Cohen were like, we said kind of do what it takes and Fox didn't. Yeah. Like, so they're like, that we're, um, we don't make those calls. <laughs> like, we, like, they were like, without getting too much into the like inner workings of the negotiations, they were like, give him what he wants. And then Fox was like, we won't do that. And he's like, okay then. And then they they took it to Twitter for a little bit. And yeah. That, yeah. No, Twitter. That was like a... I'm so sick of right. social media, you guys. You're giving you want, up on your powerful presence on social media? Do you want anti-social media? I'm going to let so many of my fans <laughs> down, you guys. Anti-social media is just the chalkboard in your bedroom? Anti-social. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. <laughs> But you. But the thing is, though, is that you can't share it with anybody because then you'll be hit on social media. But that's the point. You'll just have a little chalkboard. You can't take a picture of it or anything. Weren't you just staring at my post-its on my wall when you came over yesterday? Yeah. That's private, man. Well, you put them on the <laughs> wall in your entrance. But you never come over, Keith. I know, but you told me I could come over. <laughs> I watched all the Mad Max movies you <laughs> What? I, said, I watched all the Mad Max movies, you guys. We no. don't need another hero. In what I in what I promise will be almost the last Mad Max thing that happens on Nine to Five. Because <laughs> we covered that pretty extensively. Well, yeah, but that was mostly Fury Road, not the other ones. I will say that we, if you talked a lot about the other ones, but if you're gonna go back, I can. I, I wrote on two days ago the blog that I wrote. It was also about Mad it's Max. It's all about the three films. So if you want my full views here, but if you're only a listener of the Nine ES podcast. And you saw Fury Road, and you're like, I want to go back and watch them. I can tell you that you really only need to watch the second one. Like, that is the only one you need to watch. Is that Thunderdome? <laughs> no, that's no. the third one. Okay. Thunderdome gets real bad real fast. It's like, the first half of it is good, then children show up, and it becomes a children's film. Okay. Like, the action sequences become, like, on par with, like, the film Goonies. Book. Hook or Goonies. Yeah, exactly. Like, they like, sneak in and they, 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 they sneak into the thing. They like make like a zany escape going down a slide. Like all that's missing is like zoo, like sound effects. And like one of the guys, like one of the kids hijacks a car and hits the big bad guy with a frying pan. And the guy goes like cross-eyed or whatever. And I was like, and this is in the first two films, like the harsh reality of like children dying is present. I think kids die in both the first and the second one like the bad guys are like murderous and like rape women and fucking kill shit and whatever and you're like almost nobody dies in the third one the action is zany and fucking like kid like and you're just kind of like how what the fuck happened so and if you just watched thunderdome you want to answer a question from the last podcast yeah oh yeah tina, tina turner's song does not sing in it it only is in the credits it's only in the credits there's Damn. once one song in the opening credits that is not that song, okay. which is another Tina Turner song. And I was like, what the fuck song is this? Another <laughs> Tina Turner song that is not, we don't need another hero. And then the closing credits, yeah, yeah. there's no, they don't break away and have like a singing scene in the middle of Thunderdome. I kind of remember that, but I guess it was really the music video. Exactly, which is, do you, do you think that California 
California Love is California in Love is also in Mad Max. California. And really a be. new gang just shows up <laughs> out of nowhere, and it's fucking Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> it's drained Tupac. Exactly. Okay. Mm. Anyway, so yeah, so you, without going too much into it and talking about Mad Max for a ton more, just watch The Road Warrior. It has, the open credit has a, uh, like, does a, an overview of the first film, so you don't need to watch the first film, and then it's a very good movie. It also has an extended truck sequence, so you can kind of be like, you can see a proto version of what happens in Fury Road, and then you can just skip fucking Thunderdome altogether, because it gets, it's pretty bad. Mm. Mad uh, Max, you guys. I also watched Winter Soldier, finally. Yeah. Really? Had you yeah. not seen it? How had I not seen it? I didn't care that much. Those Marvel movies are really like it. I haven't seen a bunch of them now. Like I haven't seen the new Avengers. I haven't seen. I, I haven't seen a new three. Avengers either, but that's I because I can't leave the house. Yeah, up until this weekend, I hadn't seen the new Winter Soldier. Uh, Winter Soldier would be pretty important for. It's, it's a really good one. I like it. Going to see the new Avengers, I think. but only that Hydra breaks up, and they kind of deal with Shield breaks up. That's what I'm saying. Hydra breaks up Shield. Yeah, exactly. That shield breaks it's kind up. Kind of a thing. Nick Fury dies. It's kind of a big deal, dude. But he comes back. Winter Soldier spoilers. The movie's like two years old. But elevator scene. Elevator scene. Kick butt. Yeah, I'm. Not, I'm saying what I actually the the thing. I in no way am I saying it was bad. It's just that the thing about these Marvel movies, especially this one and the Avengers movies, is that they are like. They're really well-made action comic book films. Like, I'm not taking anything away from them, but they all kind of bleed into each other. There's, like, a thing, and it happens, and there's a fight at the end, and then the day is more or less saved, and a few things about the Infinity Gem got pushed forward, or, like, a few things about the, like, political structure. Like, a little bit of the big story gets pushed forward, but the main story is very much similar in lots of them. Like, something happens, they are... The heroes get compromised a little bit so that they're like a, a little bit more at a disadvantage. They overcome that disadvantage and then they win. That's kind of what they all happen. Uh, like, I kind of like the Winter Soldier, but I especially <laughs> like the way that it totally messed with the TV show, Agents yeah. of Shield. Yeah, yeah. It's well, like in the middle of their season and they've got this whole format all schooled up and they're like, "Yay, we're adventurers! We fight!" And then the Winter Soldier happens. They're like, "Oh wait." Our entire show is about this thing that you just destroyed. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, but they had to know that. That was just like... It was amazing. It's kind of cool as a viewer. Well, the thing that... Either way, the thing that it's, I... It's just like if you were watching Buffy and halfway through season one, the zombie apocalypse happened. You're just like, what? What, what? what now? <laughs> exactly. The thing that kind of bummed me out a little bit about The Winter Soldier is that mostly it was a spy movie, but then it ended with a big fucking climactic fight anyway. And I was like... I kind of wanted more like a more of a spy denouement because most of it was a spy thing. Like, who do we trust? Who do we not trust? The Winter Soldier himself. Who is this person? He's every like he's in and everything. Oh, it's Bucky and like all that shit. That it plays a lot kind of like a spy movie. And then they're like, oh, but we also launched helicarriers into the sky, so there needs to be a big fight scene on some helicarriers. And I was like, I almost would have preferred. Like, I understand it's a Marvel movie. There's going to be a big fight scene at the end. I almost would have maybe preferred that if the fight scene like happened during the countdown to the helicarriers, I think that would have had more of like a spy edge to it, more like a James Bondy thing. If you're like they cannot launch, so they're in the bunker having the fight or whatever. I don't know. I'm not sure I'm on board with those brown pants, Keith. This is a podcast, Sophie. Nobody knows I'm wearing brown pants. Well, they do now. I'm not sure I'm down with you recording completely in the nude. That's a fa- fallacy. That's yeah, but a- only you. <laughs> Fallacy. 
Uh, yeah, but it's your word against mine. The podcast listeners don't know. Yeah, well, they know if they know me. I'm the deciding vote. It's true. We're going to cut to commercial. And I really we're should. reveal how it's God I was, I was going to open my eyes, but now I don't want to. I'm okay. just going to continue to keep them closed for the duration of this You're podcast. You're like Schrodinger's <laughs> eyes. What? Yes. I'm going to open them up. There'll be a dead cat on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you guys touched on this, but the whole gentleman holograms thing really pisses me off. Oh, man. I, oh, I, I buried that so quickly from my mind. Yeah, I was. I, did you guys watch it at all yep. when you were kids? Uh, it was a, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I watched, I watched the last ten minutes of a lot of episodes. Of <laughs> good, good for you. Good for you, Keith. See, Gem and Hologram. You know, but do you know why that's important, <laughs> Why don't you share with us, Keith? Scott knows. Scott, <laughs> exactly. Scott, Scott's a little bit older than me. Gem and the Holograms played right before G.I. Joe. So I, if you tuned into G.I. Joe a little early... You watched the end of Gemini. If school finished at 3, you got home around 3.15, 3.20, G.I. Joe was on. At 3.30. You missed a bit of Gemini Holograms. I only watched that shit on Saturday mornings, and uh, Gemini Holograms was intricate to the person that I am today. Yes. And I am very upset, but not for the obvious reason that they turn this into another bubblegum pop like Boohoo, the lead person is turning into some diva mm-hmm. and betraying her friends. Oh, no. The thing is that Gemini Holograms is really centered around charity and shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was there was a thing, right? Where like, if you haven't seen the trailer for Gem and the Holograms, it basically push looks pause, go watch it. Come j- back. Press pause, go watch it. And I mean, I was gonna say you don't even really need to do that. It's just Josie and the Pussycats again, where it's like a big label discovers this group and then tries to make the lead singer a star, and she needs to betray her friends, which has nothing to do with Gem. They were like or holograms at all, or mm-hmm. holograms at all, and there doesn't seem to be what's the hologram. Synergy. 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 Synergize. Apparently she says Showtime Synergy at some point, and I don't fucking care. The thing is that the, that, the main like, character... That's like the name of her iPod or something. Well, like it just... But they were talking about how neutered the Jem character is, right? It's Jerrica Benton, yes. When yeah. she's not being Jen, she's... Like, the whole thing is, is based around the fact that they run a shelter for orphans. Yeah. Orphan also, girls, you know? Yeah, they were talking about, like, how 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 shitty can you ta- make a character? You're like, you have a strong female lead who's a superhero, who runs a charity, who also doesn't need, like, who's in, like who runs the record label. She's not a superhero. What well, are you talking Gem about? Well, Jem is kind of a superhero. No, she's really not. She's just a rock star. I feel like she's got magical hologram powers. Yeah, she passes she through walls and herself. saves people. She, helps she make... disguises herself as other people all the time. Yeah. That's like a superhero. Well, I mean, she's... Like if you can travel through walls and you help people, you're a superhero. I guess so. You can change how your appearance. Well, she's not the traditional hero, but either way. No, well, no, she's no, got I'm magic not... earrings like Iron Man. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's a it's she's a technological like a... based power, not a yeah, exactly. A, she a doesn't fly and punch people. That's the, not what I'm saying. Well, she's, her her goal in life is not to to go in and fight crime and save people, but it's to help people. It it is to help people. It's to help these kids get a fucking life yeah. and grow up right. Except, exactly. yeah, it's no. I'm but, but, I'm very sad. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm just saying. It's like in every possible way, they like that character now. It's do, almost as if doesn't run. Please, that's go. okay, guys. I brought this up, and I doesn't run. To... <laughs> doesn't run the label. Like doesn't run it. Is the, needs the saving. Like isn't the doesn't like isn't doesn't run a fucking orphanage. Like it just it's so dumb. You're like you neutered this character completely. It's it's as if Michael Bay directed Gem and the Holograms. Because yeah. oh, you saw a, TMNT. Speaking yeah, he of did childhood, TMNT. Childhood. He did wrecked. He, he did Transformers. He did the GI Joe stuff. Like uh, I've seen. After school cartoons just get destroyed in in, in a film. G.I. Joe wasn't the worst. 
G.I. Joe Revolution was the worst. I didn't see the, the Rock. One. I did not see the second one. The opening five minutes kills everyone from the first movie. Aww, that's very <laughs> sad. Yeah. Uh, why can't Disney just take over all the cool stuff? Like they're doing right. it. They're I, I really. So if I'm not the hugest gem fan, and I saw that and was like, that is wrong. I was like, this yes, is it is. Garbage town. Like, and the misfits aren't even in the trailer. Like, I doubt they exist. Maybe they're mentioned. There may be a poster in the background if you pay attention. It'll be an Easter egg for the fans. Suck my dick. Exactly. But also the movie was... Like, that's the other thing, too, is that they were like, this looks like Josie and the Pussycats, but without the, like, self-awareness that Josie and the Pussycats had. Like, Josie and the Pussycats had a whole, like... It was really bad. Yeah, but it at least... Josie and the Pussycats? You're talking crazy now. You should go back and watch Josie and the Pussycats. It's super funny. And, like, the whole, like, the subversive, like... We would never sell out looking, like, directly into the camera. The boy band... You can skip the rest of the movie, but the boy band of uh, Seth Green and, like... Yeah, that was funny. They were so good. Breckenmeyer. Huh? Breckenmeyer. Breckenmeyer. I was, like, the guy from Friday the 13th, part six. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what... Nightmare on Elm Street, part six. That's what I want to know. Or from Clueless. Whatever. But yeah, the boy Robot band is chicken. hilarious. The Alan Cummings is super funny in it. Parker Posey is super funny in it. I don't like Parker Posey. I don't know what it is about her. I just never can enjoy anything she does. Because she has great bitch face. Does she? I... She's so bitchy, and it's like you were like Parker Posey plays bitchy so well that I'm convinced she's a bitch. No, Blake, that's the thing. Blake I don't Green. believe it. I don't buy her bitch face. I maybe you didn't see House of Yes. <laughs> you did not see House of Yes. No, was it fucking? Why did I draw blank? Days and Confused. She's so bitchy in Days and Confused. Yes, she is. She does great in that. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, think I forgot the, she was in there. That was like my first exposure to Parker Posey. So she gains the benefit of being like the cheerleader bitch in right all away. films. And I'm like, I was like, and she, uh, to me at least, she plays it so well that I'm like, I'm not convinced that she's a nice person because she plays <laughs> like, she plays crappy so well. I'm like, you can't be that nice. You made those girls fry like bacon <laughs> and flip over. <laughs> While you antique them. Exactly, while you antique them. I also saw um, The Collection, which is the sequel to The Collector, which is a film that was initially conceived as a... The Collector was initially conceived as a Saw sequel. Okay. And then they spun it off because it was, like, too weird. Basically, it's like a reverse Saw scenario where the, the bad guy comes in and, like, drugs the family... And then, like, transforms their home into, like, a hidden death trap. And then, like, leaves. So, like, there's stuff, like, say, like, on, like, the slide-up windows, there'll be razor blades on the window. So when you try to, like, slide up the window to escape, you're like, ah, cut your fingers off. And there's, like, razor wire all over, like, the different things and, like, things that drop down and stuff. It was pretty cool if you're into that kind of, like, death trap sort of stuff because it, like, hides the death trap. It's not like in Saw where you're like, this is a death machine. You're kind of like... This room looks pretty normal. How is that room going to kill them? And then they kind of they find ways to do it. Okay. The collection, and then he always takes one person. He takes a single victim away and keep brings them to his collection. So the collection is the like a crack SWAT team or whatever ends up breaking into his abandoned motel where he keeps his collection, which is obviously also booby trapped to the nine. So kind of just like them navigating through the booby trap and dying a whole bunch and, and all that stuff. Not the worst. 
Like, I mean, if that, if any of that sounded interesting to you, <laughs> like, it does it okay. Although it does that thing that I've noticed where, um. The theme music from Saw plays as they recap the whole movie? No. Dun dun dun. Dun 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 they recap to the fucking beginning of the scene that you're watching. That's the thing that happens in the Saw movie, Sophie. That's in two or three? Three. Three. It's in three. It's the one with the dad who uh, is getting revenge on like the, the son. So good. Yeah, exactly. Like a guy walks in and then like they start flashing back to like... like describing what, what actually happened. What actually was happening. And then like during that flashback, they the flash back in. to the guy walking in. And I was like, they flash back to like a minute ago. Like so many... Like because... This that, is ma- that's probably my favorite scene in a bad horror movie of all time. Just that, that, that idea of flashing back to the scene you're currently in. <laughs> exactly. To show you the camera angle that you didn't see a minute ago. <laughs> yeah, because the Saw films often, like, they, they always have these weird denouement moments, like, right at the end where nothing was as it seemed and, like, whatever. And, like, that's kind of their thing is that, like turns it on its head. By the third one, they were already drawing pretty thin, and then they, what, made, like, three more? <laughs> like There's five, at least. There's oh. six. There's six? There's six. I, never I believe saw there five. are I think six. one is a prequel. Either way, they keep flashing back, and they, they, they keep, they, like, basically, without retconning, they, like, add things that you didn't see into the first movie to, like, make sense of the fourth movie and stuff. Like, they're, like, you see the scene in the first movie, and then the camera, like, Hands to the room next to the events in the first movie, and you're like, I was there the whole time! It's super dumb. I was watching uh, the video clip that I shared in the thread the other day of, uh, like, Famous Last Words. And it's just like a, it's a super cut of, like, a ton of people's words right before they die in a bunch of movies. And you've seen Hellraiser? Yes. Is it Hellraiser or Hellraiser 2? Where the guy is, like, chained up with the hooks in his face. That's one. And then when the door opens, he gets, like, torn to shreds. Yeah, that's one. And he's like, Jesus wept. Yeah, that's one. And I was like, like, that scene was there, and I was like, fuck, that was fucked up. Like, I know that, like, the makeup and stuff pulls it out of looking, like, fully realistic, but because of the makeup being so crazy in Hellraiser, it, like, sort of fits with the Hellraiser look. And I was like, how did, like, I was like, I really didn't remember that scene too much from, like, my childhood. And I was like, how did that not stick with me more? I thought, I was like maybe I just suppressed it. Like, I, that was fucked up enough that I'm like, maybe when I saw it as like, because I watched the Hellraisers pretty young, I was like, maybe like, into the vault you go with that. A guy is basically suspended in the room with like a million suspensions. I saw the Hellraiser it. movies. Yeah, exactly. So you know, then the guy, like, he's like, how did you see the Hellraiser movies? Those are fucked. I had a crush on Pinhead. Okay. But then how did you like reconcile with them? Like, they're like probably some of the more fucked up horror out of the 80s. Like, they didn't give you nightmares and stuff or were they like, Pinhead was so cool and gothy, you were like, oh, cool. I don't think I was into goth guys, no. Then, But Pinhead is like the epitome of a goth guy. Put that in he's, the Sophie's a Mystery Box, Keith. He's so pale, and he's got like a big leather high-collared jacket. He played bass for Nine Inch Nails, right? Like, Did he? Oh, no, the, the guy wore his costume. Like, I just, hey. was he, in, he was in Skinny Puppy. So were they not scary to you? No, not really. How old were you when you watched them? I don't know, 15, 16? Okay, well, you're a little bit older. That might play a little bit into it. I was pretty young. Well, not young, but I was like 11 or 12, I think, when I was watching the Hellraiser movies. Hellraiser were... stuck with me. Bloodlines stuck with me a lot. Bloodlines? Really? Yeah. Like Hellraiser 4? Yeah, that one stuck with me. That's weird. Some weird torture stuff that happens in there that I just did not like. Yeah. 
I was like, um, Event Horizon. There was some gross stuff in there that I did not. Clive Barker stuff in general, though. Occasionally, like you're just like, like, uh, what do you call it? In um, was Prince of Darkness? That's not. That's Carpenter. I thought it was Clive Barker and I mean John Carpenter it's directed John it. Carpenter. Yeah, but no, Clive Barker doesn't direct. It's all he John No, sure? Barker directed Hellraiser. Did he? That was why Hellraiser had such a low production value mm. because he demanded that. He, that, right. he wanted to be able to do it himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so they slashed his budget. It's Clive Barker did The Fog, right? That Carpenter directed? Is that right? No, and that was... I know John Carpenter directed The Fog, but I felt that Barker wrote it. I don't think so. I feel like there's some sort of an overlap here. Either way... Barker did Nightbreed. Barker definitely did Nightbreed. Yeah. That was not great. <laughs> no. But again, that, that has a scene that totally stuck with me, too. When the guy cuts his scalp off. Yeah. Not happy with that one. Are you Googling Clive Barker, Sophie? I'm Googling the fog. Googling the fog. Prince of Darkness was, was Carpenter, Carpenter, Carpenter. It was, all, it was all him. It's part of his weird trilogy. Wait, it's that, Mouth of Madness, and... Um, Kurt Russell. Thing. Thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There you go. Yeah, Thing, Prince of Darkness, Mouth of Madness is like a trilogy. Ish. Of a sorts. thematic trilogy. I told you... Did I ever tell you my story? The thing? Sophie, have you seen The Thing? No. That's a good horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 1982, Kurt Russell. Also, Lots re- of dark, splattery stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty fucked up. It's pretty scary. Like, it's, it's, it's almost breaking the fourth wall at one point. The, the head... The thing with the head happens, mm-hmm. and one of the guys who's staring there watching it happen looks right at the camera and goes, you have got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't say it to anyone in particular, and you're pretty sure he's saying it to he's you. Saying, <laughs> saying it to the audience. Yeah. Like, Fuck. Yeah, it was... But yeah, it was, well, John and I went back when we were when we were polishing off like gaps in our horror movie encyclopedia we watched all the all the friday the 13s we watched all the nightmare on the streets we watched all the leprechauns we watched all the all the child's play all the child's play films uh we watched all the hellraisers too and i was like watching the hellraisers there was a a lot of i was like i had seen most of them before and was like i pushed a lot of this out of my mind like it's a lot of really like this the weird cenobites down the hallway like i was like i'm pretty sure i had that nightmare constantly like for like <laughs> years later like just weird hallway dreams of Cenobite thing chasing me like nope and then we were like <laughs> we pointed this out it happens again and again in every movie where Pinhead's like ultimate pain ultimate pleasure we're like you're just lying Pinhead I'm pretty sure there's, <laughs> there's only no pain pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, <laughs> there's only pain in your scenario <laughs> <laughs> like maybe, and I'm like, you don't even seem to enjoy it that much. Like, if you were like, mm-hmm, like while it was going down, I'd be like, oh, it's your pleasure. You don't even seem to give a fuck that you're like putting these people into these scenarios. Just don't care. I'm like, it's the worst deal with the devil of all time. Pinhead's like, I'll give you fucking. I guess you get to see through the veil and see infinity or something. Whatever. I don't think Pinhead. Pinhead. I feel that like the Hellraiser series is kind of like. Tra- tapping into almost like a Cthulhu mythos with the Cenobites and stuff, where you're like, they're not really evil, they're just like... You asked for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like, you... Like, they don't really play by, like, the universe's rules. They have their own little setup. They're basically like Elder Gods, kind of, where they're like, we're gonna... Like, we're no, gonna no, show- one, no one really 
especially not in the first one, no one really stumbles across the Cenobites. Like, someone goes looking for them. Mm-hmm. You're like, and then it goes real bad. Just like if you like, were like, I'm going to unearth Cthulhu. To what end? He's going to yeah, just the, make the you insane. The people who are looking for the Cenobites are looking for something awful. Like, they know. There are all kinds of warnings there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Any reference to them whatsoever. The puzzle box is not a cardboard box. It's not like, hey, what's in there? Oh, open that up. Oh. Like, oh, there's a journey you have to go to get there. It's bad. Yeah. What's up, Sophie? I'm doodling. Yeah, but I was just saying, you looked up the fog. Oh, we I don't just, know. We were keeping, we were staying on target so that we would get. Is that back. it? I had no. Here. <laughs> it's Wikipedia. The I fog was Carpenter's first theatrical film, uh, directed by John Carpenter, who also co-wrote the screenplay. With whom? Yeah, that's where I gave up. Uh, written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, who is also the producer. The known plume of Clive Barker. <laughs> Deborah Hill. <laughs> uh, yeah, so nothing to do with it. I feel that Barker and Carpenter had some sort of overlap. I could be completely wrong. Uh, I think so. It, it might have just, just been like my like 80s movies brain. Just like, like smush them together. Like, Thing is weird. Hellraiser's weird. I bet you those two guys work together. <laughs> uh... John Carpenter's a weird character in movies for me because The Thing is an amazing movie that stuck with me and is right. scary. And, and Vampires is probably the worst vampire movie that was... With yeah, John Bon Jovi? Yes, John Bon Jovi. Yeah, I didn't want to watch that. John Bon Carpenter. Where so much of it is filmed in the day and... Yeah, John Carpenter's Vampires is really bad. How... I remember not... Hating, he did. Did he do Ghost of Mars? Yeah, yeah. I remember oddly not hating it, and I was like, I should hate this. Didn't everyone <laughs> hate that movie? But I yes. But I didn't hate it as much as I like should have. I was like, I was like, that was terrible, but like, wasn't as terrible as I thought it was. Maybe because it made me think of Doom, Prince of Darkness. Talking about childhood nightmares. That movie Spider Guy nightmares. in the driveway, in the parking lot, where the bugs burst out of him. No, no. No? Uh, oddly, it was the green slime dripping upwards to the ceiling. I just There was something about that just, just freaked me right out. Like, gravity image. is wrong. You just run out. Yeah. And and the um, the nightmare scene that the guy kept waking up from. That weird, like, video footage from the future that was being broadcast into his brain. Yeah. That shit just messed with me. The Did Devil being at the door. Did you also do Event Horizon? No. Because that seems... No, because that's a... That's a not official sequel to Hellraiser. Mm. Like the Event Horizon is actually another puzzle box. I see. I don't know if I've told this. I might have told this in, at some point on the podcast. How how I saw Event Horizon was I was at so Which Jehovah's we, Witnesses. I have a very clear memory of watching it too. Jehovah's Witnesses have uh, international conventions. Oh God! <laughs> where they like fill up stadiums or whatever, and it's like these two or three days things. Where there's lots of speeches and whatever, and there was one at the Sky Dome, and you know the, uh, if you ever been to the Sky Dome, the Sky Dome Hotel faces the park, so a lot of people would get hotel rooms there for the convention and also just like sit on the balcony, much like a baseball game, would like sit on the balconies of their hotel rooms to like watch the convention or stuff. And friends of ours had gotten a hotel room and i mean as was common in, like for teenagers and whatever at the time to sit with their friends or sit with like 
other people or like sit by themselves or I mean like three days your parents aren't going to be like sit next to me for three days there's a bit of like leeway that's given to friends and during I was babysitting uh, some kids over the lunch hour like I was watching some kids that were younger than me and I started watching Event Horizon not with the kids before you think I'm completely irresponsible not with the kids they were in another room it was like a suite and I was watching Event Horizon doing blow yeah, exactly. Just doing the lines of blow off hookers. And then, like, the you're second... Like, oh, you guys are good in there with your blow and your hookers. I'm going to watch this movie. Exactly. <laughs> I don't Kids. want you to watch it. Exactly. I'm, I'm responsible. Exactly. So I was like... <laughs> um, so the lunch hour, like, came and went, and the parents came and, like, got their kids. And I was like, I really want to watch this movie. <laughs> so I just stayed in the hotel room and watched Adventurize it for, like, the hour or two into, like, the <laughs> afternoon session. It's a pretty long movie, right? Like, it's like... Two, two and a half hours at least. And I was like, and I guess just everybody assumed I was somewhere else because, like, no one ever asked me about it. But I was like, it kind of boded ill for me being a Joe's Witness <laughs> instead of watching the religious thing. I was like, I'm going to watch this Event Horizon movie. I'm pretty into, uh, oh, why did I just draw a blank on his name? Sam Neill. Sam Neill. Mouth Madness. He's in Mouth Madness, too, yep. right? Yeah, exactly. He was in a whole bunch of stuff, and then he wasn't. He's in Jurassic Park. Right. Like, what, he was dude? like a he was like a movie star, and then he's he's Maybe not he really made in money stuff. And got out. And he's like later, bitches, like Michael Bynum. Maybe who's Nora Michael Bynum? Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> Michael Bynum from Terminator. Nope. And Aliens. He plays Commander Hicks. Anyway, so I'm reading this uh, Neil Stevenson book. Ooh, okay, what is it? Uh, it's called Seven of Us. Seven of Us. Seven Nevis. Like seven backwards, sharing the same N. S-E-V-E-N-E-V-E-S. Palindrome. Yeah. Uh, it's just, just out. I got an advanced reader's copy, and I'm Ooh. making my way through it. It is really fun. It's a total page turner, and I'm enjoying it. What else it. did that guy write? Uh, Snow Crash. Mm. Cryptonomicon. Uh, Reemdy, which I read last year and really, really liked about the World of Warcraft kind of subterfuge. Okay. Um. This one is basically something happens and the earth breaks up into a bunch of big rocks and like okay. punches through the uh, not the earth the moon and they're like whoa that was weird huh that's and then they kind of decide that this is actually going to end the world and Sophie was looking at Spider Man <laughs> it's cool it's this cool uh, hard science fiction yeah. book it's not about aliens and it's about discovering new planets it's like th- there's something that is scientifically going to destroy the earth and how do we save cool. humanity and it's like out on out in stores like next week i think it week? i think it came out this week i'm about halfway through it and have just just been fucking ripping through it cool. really really like this book so but again i like a lot of stevenson stuff so. thumbs up for literacy yep good good science fiction novel coming up to the top of the hour guys sophie nope do you have any thoughts preempted you there so, if I could, in closing, say, fuck the Gem and the Hologram movies. Thumbs Go. down for Gem and the Holograms. Thumbs down. Thumbs, thumbs up, up for Cypress Hill. And Ripley. And Ripley. Man. I, I would, I'm going to write a comic book where Ripley and Cypress Hill <laughs> have adventures together. Ripley and Cypress Hill team up to fight movie Gem and the Holograms. No, the producers of the movie. <laughs> Do it. They go to Hollywood to stop the movie and save it. And there's precedent too, right, for hip hop artists 
fighting people in the real world. Like when uh, Public Enemy had a fight with George W. Bush in comic book form. Sure. Hmm? Sure. That happened, right? And there's a comic book that's like officially endorsed by Public Enemy. Where, like Chuck D punches George W. Bush in the face. It is a thing that happens. In Post a link. In Chuck D continuity. <laughs> Uh, this has been the 9 to 5 Entertainment System. Thank you for listening. Yeah, Sophie. Please. Scott. Not John. Womp womp. <laughs>